0: Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, Grow, the podcast. I am your creative solutions creator and professional messmaker for the Creative Campus. And if this is your first time tuning into the broadcast, welcome. My name is Teresa. And this week, I want to talk about outside exploration and learning. We often overlook the outdoors as a natural classroom. In the summers, we say it's too hot or it's too humid. In the Fall or the spring, we say it's too rainy or too cold. In the winter, we say, oh, there's too much snow or it's too cold or there's no sun. We always have a reason not to get outside. However, I want to challenge you this week. I want to challenge you to start spending more time outside all year. So that's what we're going to talk about this week. I want to talk to you about getting outside to explore the natural environment and learn things that you couldn't learn as well by being inside. Some of the things that you can explore, some of the things that you can experience outside that you can explore or can experience in as real away from being inside are things like weather, animals, and plants. Now, if you have worked with me in the past, or if you've followed my podcast for any length of time, you know that I talk a lot about plants and animals and weather in the daily activities that I share, when I teach a class, I teach on those three specific topics among many, many others. But those are three favorites. And so being able to get kids outside and to explore things like how plants grow, where plants grow, what different types of plants come from, what different types of plants turn into, why... Certain plants go through changes at different times of the year and why others don't. These are some of the fun things that I like to get kids engaged in exploring and learning. And in the summertime, starting in the spring actually, going through the summer, one of my favorite things to do with kids outside is to get them engaged in growing a garden. It's a great way to explore the different life stages of a plant from seed all the way to maybe a tree or a flower or a piece of fruit or a vegetable. Kids are excited to learn about these things when they can be hands-on and engaged in the process. Kids take pride in caring for plants in their many stages of life, planting the seeds, watering the seeds, making sure that they get plenty of water as they grow, and then taking the full-grown plants and putting them into a garden and removing the weeds from that garden and making sure that the plants get enough sun and the plants still get enough water. And as those plants grow fruits or vegetables or herbs start to emerge from the ground, kids get really excited because then they get to express the pride that they grew this thing, whether it's a rose or an apple that comes off an apple tree, or a raspberry that they pick from a raspberry bush, or some of my favorites are pumpkins and gourds and tomatoes. And then in some cases, they can take those things and further the learning process by turning those raw materials into a meal and of course that could be an indoor project that could be an outdoor project but caring for starting harvesting plants food those things require being outside and it's a completely different learning experience when you're outside in the elements than you have when you're in the safety and security of an indoor space. Same thing with animals. Kids know a lot about a lot of different kinds of animals, but they have a whole lot more fun when they can get outside, especially in different seasons of the year, and get to investigate and explore different activities that animals engage in at different times of the year, the different ways that they behave in the summer compared to the spring, compared to the fall, compared to the winter. You know, in the fall and in the winter time, you're going to see animals running around and gathering building materials to make nests. And dig holes to hibernate and dig little holes as they search for food or maybe they have food that they're hiding for safekeeping for later. Teaching kids to not throw out fruits and vegetables that maybe they didn't eat in time before they started to go moldy or maybe get soft or maybe the Halloween pumpkin that has started to wilt. Putting these things outside will encourage animals to come around because they will use those materials to harvest for colder weather food that they can eat maybe they it, instead of bagging up all of the leaves in your yard this time of the year perhaps leaving little bits of leaves throughout the yard the yard or your neighborhood you can observe animals gathering those materials, sticks, leaves, grass, and you can explore and talk about what are they doing with those materials. Well, more than likely, they're either taking them up in a tree somewhere and they're making a nest with them, or they are storing them in a hole perhaps that they have dug or a tunnel where they're going to, Hibernate for the cold months. So these are fun opportunities for kids to get outside and explore the different animals that they can find in the areas where they go to school or the areas where they live. And learn more about their animalistic habits. What they eat, where they live, how they construct their homes. These are things that kids are fascinated by and they're great learning and exploration activities. Same thing with the weather. Kids are naturally curious about the weather changes that we experience throughout the year. You know, some sunny days we have lots of white fluffy clouds in the sky. Days like today, Where I am, it's a bright, sunshiny day, but it's clear blue skies. There's not a cloud in sight. Kids might have a lot of questions about why that is, and are all clouds the same? What causes different kinds of weather? And a specific question that you might get this time of the year, depending on where you are listening from, a.k.a. where you live, kids might ask questions like, why does water sometimes turn to ice? Why does it sometimes turn to sleet? Why does it sometimes turn to snow? We've already had snow twice here where I live. And what... I was curious to notice, which I think kids would be interested to explore, is that not every snowfall is the same. Some snow is more icy, and some snow is more heavy and waterlogged, and some snow is more light and fluffy and almost feels dry. Until you let it sit in your hand for too long and it starts to melt. And then you realize it's all still very wet. But kids would be interested to understand why there are different kinds of snow. And a fun way to explore that is to explore what you can do with the different types of snow. What are the different types of snow good for. And when we get into some activities later, we'll go into that a little bit because I want to encourage you to go out into the cold, into the snow, instead of avoiding it and have some fun with it. A little fun fact about me, I love to shovel the snow. I know, it sounds a little weird, and that's okay. I don't know why I enjoy it. I just do. So getting kids excited about going outside, chances are they're not going to get excited about going out to shovel like I do. But I guarantee you they'll get excited to go out and play in the snow. Maybe if you're outside doing shoveling, They'll want to go outside and play in the snow and be creative and explore different things that they can do with the snow. And I'll get into some inspirational activities to encourage kids to want to be out in the snow and actually have fun in the snow. If you happen to get a lot of snow, you'll have some fun this winter. And I'm going to give you some ideas on how You can go about doing that. But before we get into the activities, I want to give you a tip. And I want to give you some tools that can make getting out in in the snow a little easier and a lot more fun. So the tip we've already kind of talked about. The tip is get kids active outdoors use exploration like we talked about earlier to get kids excited about wanting to go outside maybe you start with a simple walk through the neighborhood in the summertime or in the fall time when the leaves are falling maybe you get kids excited about going out and raking the leaves into a big giant pile and Jumping in them and rolling around and having fun, which kills two birds with one stone. The leaves get raked up. The kids burn off energy. And they have a blast jumping in the leaves to top it all off. You can also have a whole lot of fun by filling bags with the leaves and making a scarecrow out of it. Use an adult's clothing to dress up the bags. You can tie off the ends of a long sleeve shirt and a long pair of pants, or use rubber bands and then stuff the clothing to make a really fun scarecrow. Just a fun way to get kids excited about getting outside in the fall when it's a little chilly and maybe slightly rainy as well. You can get kids outside in the winter as well. And we talked about ways that you can get the kids outside in the summer. In the summer, it's a lot easier to get kids willing to be outside because they can go swimming. They can play in the sandbox in the backyard. They can go to the park. There's all kinds of fun outdoor activities that they can do. But in the seasons when it's not as accessible or not as encouraging to get out, I want to really encourage you to get kids outside because there really are a lot of fun learning opportunities that still exist in the not-so-comfortable seasons. So some of the tools that I'm going to encourage you to use to get kids excited about getting outside in weather that is less than exciting are things like sticks and clues. If you're on a walk, you can give kids clues or ask kids questions about things that you observe or you can give them clues if you want them to learn about a specific animal. You could say things like, I come in many different shapes and colors. I make very pretty noises. But each one of us sound very, very different. What are we? You can find us in the trees. What might we be? And hopefully they would naturally come to the conclusion that you're talking about birds which could open up a conversation about how birds are different and how there are different species of birds and do all birds live in the same place? Why or why not? Um, You can talk about the different activities that birds engage in. How do they gather food? What kind of food do they eat? How do they build their homes? What is their home? So you can give clues and ask questions as you go on those walks in the different seasons throughout the year. And when you do that, the learning is endless. So some other tools you can use are things like stones, shovels, rakes, bags. You can carry a bucket and gather all kinds of interesting little Materials from nature that you find and then you can bring them back to your home or your learning space and learn about the materials that you collected. You might find things like acorns or pine cones or uh, eggshells or you might find different seeds that come from different trees or maybe different fruits. With acorns and pine cones, you can talk about the different things that they might turn into if you were to plant them. You could talk about the different types of trees and how they're all different, how they're all the same. And these are fun ways to explore things like math and build skills like language and critical thinking and eye-hand coordination, and there's all kinds of fun activities that you can build around these topics and ideas. And if you are looking for fun learning and skill building activities, you can always feel free to reach out to me, and I can give you links to my Facebook group, I'm going to share uh, in the comments of this week's episode a link to my invitations program, which is full of learning and skill building activities on all kinds of fun subjects. But the themes are fun. The activities uh, practice, things like math and science and language and motor skills and so much more. So now that we have talked about some tools that you can use to get kids excited about getting outside and spending more time outside, I want to give you some activities that you can engage with kids outside right now. At this time of year, as the weather gets colder and the snow starts to fall, you can have so much fun. And build so many skills and learn so many new things. And I want to encourage you to get out and do just that. So I'm going to give you three activities. Number one is build a snow person or several snow people. You can burn off all kinds of energy by building snow people. We forget how labor-intensive it is to collect all the snow and pack it into great big boulders and get those boulders stacked on top of each other. And then there's bringing your snow person to life by decorating it. You can decorate it with natural materials using stones for the buttons, sticks for the arms, you can choose to use a stick for the nose or perhaps a feather if you're lucky, lucky enough to find one. You could even do the traditional thing and use things like a carrot for the nose of your snow person. You can dress your snow person up. You can put a hat on them or wrap a scarf around them. I've seen people. Take a pair of boots and stick a pair of boots in the front of their snow person, which is actually really cute. But as you're doing this, you're using your gross motor skills by packing that snow together and rolling the ball around the yard to get it to the size that you want it to be. And then you're lifting it and stacking it One on top of another, depending on how high you want your snow person to be. And that takes a lot of effort for a young person. We often take that for granted as adults. But it's a great way to get a good workout while you are being creative and having a ton of fun. So activity number two is building a snow fort. But I want to extend this one. I want, you could build just one snow fort, but you could also build an entire snow village. So you could build a snow fort and a snow store, and you could build a snow apartment building, and snow houses, and all kinds of fun things. And then you can get a squirt bottle and you could color some water and paint your building. How fun would that be? Or you could decorate them with sticks and stones and leaves and pine branches and pine cones and all kinds of fun things. So that would be another great Outdoor activity that burns off energy, uses eye-hand coordination, critical thinking, building materials, and is just a whole lot of fun. I actually want to go out and build a snow fort right now myself. Unfortunately, we don't have enough snow just yet. So, number three, and this is one that I hope to get out myself and do at least once this winter, which is build a snow obstacle course. How fun would that be? We've all gone sledding as a kid down a hill, and we've built snow people and snow forts. But what if you could combine all those activities into one great big obstacle course? where you had to move objects from one area to another maybe using a sled which might require teamwork might might be a solo activity depending on how you want to set it up you could set up a small frozen area like a mini ice rink where you have to skate across maybe sled up or down a hill and then skate across a frozen area do that with caution but be a little risky have a little fun I think that would be kind of fun especially if you did it over snow that was still soft I think it would be okay if you had to Skate across a frozen area, maybe carrying some snowballs, or maybe just had to race another person across from one area to the other. Use your imagination. Maybe you combined building a snow fort or building a snow per- person as part of your obstacle course. And maybe that's what all the obstacles are. Maybe you have to retrieve a certain amount of snowballs from one area or a certain amount of twigs for your snow person. And you have to get them from the stick pile and sled up or down the snow hill and then skate across the little frozen area. And I don't know, have some fun with it. It's an idea that came to me that seems like it would be a whole lot of fun and it would get, a group of people out to use their creative ideas to come up with all kinds of fun obstacles that you could create with, in, and out of snow. So those are your three activities for this week. I want to issue you a challenge as well. And your challenge for this week is this. What can you discover outdoors that you didn't know before? Could you find several different kinds of animal homes and identify what the different ones are and maybe who lives in them? That is your challenge for this week. I want to hear about the different, fun, interesting, and exciting new things that you discovered by spending time outdoors this week. Turn it into a scavenger hunt if you want, or a discovery walk, or like I was talking about with the snow, create an obstacle course outdoors. Doesn't matter that it's getting chillier and we have to bundle up more, you can still Have a lot of gross motor fun outside. So that is your challenge of the week. I want to find out what you have discovered this week that you didn't know before. You can leave me a comment. You can reach out to us through the Facebook group. Or you can just reach out to me privately and say, hey, we... Used your challenge this week, and this is what we learned. I'm always excited to learn from you guys as much as I hope that you guys learn from me. So, if there is something you are struggling with this week as we wrap up for today, I want you to feel free to reach out to me with a challenge that you may be facing Maybe this week or this month or something you've been going through for a while. Is it a learning challenge? Is it a behavioral challenge? Is it a skill building challenge? Reach out to me. Contact me. Leave me those questions, those challenges. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you find solutions to the things that you struggle with most. When you... Submit to me your challenge. I will create solutions for you. And I may even address that specific challenge in a future episode. So you could anonymously get your question answered and hear me create an entire episode around it. All simply by reaching out and asking a simple question. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you'll have fun with these ideas. And I hope you will join me next week when I will have another fun topic to help you play, learn, and grow. Enjoy your week.